you may get a better week down the line, but you may also not get a better week in the sense that maybe Haaland gets injured. He's got that injury record. Maybe there's another week where not all their best players are available. All of City's best players are available at the moment. So everybody's there to supply Haaland. Maybe down the line, you've got more rotation because of Champions League. I think it is a perfectly fine opportunity to use it this week. And I'm more inclined to do it this week. And I don't really care that other people are going to captain Haaland because everyone's always going to captain Haaland. He is the best player in the game. He's got 21 goals and he's beaten some golden boot scores and we're not even halfway through the season. I'm not going to captain Haaland. Hello everyone and welcome back to the FPL Banger Podcast. My name is Siva, I'm joined by Sam for the Double Game Week 20 preview. Sam, after such a long break, are you excited to be able to triple captain Erling Braut Holland? Let's not reveal the end of the show at the start, Siva. No, Sam. Pe- people always say we need to, you know, catch up. Have to- <laughs> I've listened to so many podcasts this week where there's so much small talk and people, so how's your week? I, I, you know, we none of that, Sam. We we are less than two days away from the deadline. And I, I want you to tell me now, Sam, are you triple captaining Haaland? I'm not triple captaining anyone. Should we start with that? Is this our opening um, discussion? Sure. Yeah. Anyone triple captain this week? Because we had, I would say like 50% of the questions we had, uh, Ryan Lee, um, uh, Sumit Padel, and a bunch of others. I, why shouldn't we triple captain Haaland? And I am surprised, Sam, that you generally a fairly big risk taker. Like the last podcast we did before we, we stopped for the break, right? You captain Garnacho and you somehow... Did I do that? <laughs> it, that feels like um, a lifetime ago. Yes, and you somehow in the 90th minute managed to steal a goal. I, I was prepared to laugh at you, to send you abusive text messages, and somehow Ganacho scored. So I'm surprised, risk taker that you are, that you are not interested in triple captaining Erling Haaland, unless you're going to tell me it's too safe and that's why you don't, you're not interested. Yeah, it's too safe. I don't like it. Now, all joking aside, I don't know. Is triple, I, is triple captain a good strategy? this game week i feel like there is a lot of risk of rotation um because of all the fixtures that everyone has been playing now granted harlan has been he was rested right um in the fixture last i want to say last night he was rested in the fa cup like two days ago we are recording before the Carabao Cup, so we don't have the benefit of those minutes. But I think we'll proceed on the assumption that it's the Carabao Cup. He's not going to play 90 minutes. I think we can, you know, touch wood, I think we can safely assume that. So do you think, given that rest, and I think there are how many days? So he plays United on the 14th of January on a Saturday. He plays Spurs on a Thursday and then Wolves on a Sunday. So you really think that's not enough rest for him? Yeah, I mean, what I fear now is Pep, really. He seems extra unpredictable right now, although mostly at the back line, but even at the front, right? Who could have expected Marius and Grealish to start um, how many games in a row now? And Well, Marius has started uh, three out of the four games they've had since the restart in terms of all competitions. Uh, he didn't start against Chelsea, but obviously, I think that was more to do with 
formations and Pep trying to counter the five at the back. He played Cancelo on the wing for about half half an hour or 60 minutes and then realized it wasn't working. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going on with Pep. I guess De Bruyne and Haaland should be the only nil options in the squad. But even then, I'm just too scared to do it. Plus, I feel like a lot of people are going to triple captain use their triple captain this week. I don't know. The fixtures just look a bit tough to me. City themselves don't look... I know it's weird to say, but they don't look that convincing the past few games, you know? Kind of scraping wins. I just feel like further down, maybe there'll be a better chance to use it. City does have another double game week, right? In 23, where they will be playing against Villa and Arsenal. Granted, Arsenal is at home. City is playing away, so that's a tough fixture. But Villa at home, come on. That looks like great fixtures to me. Let's try and give a full context here, right? So you you know that they are doubling this week against Spurs and United. You know that they have a guaranteed double in 23 against Villa and Arsenal. Now, further down the line, City have some possible doubles. And you'll have seen this on Twitter if you're looking around. Uh, ben Krellin would have mentioned it. Or if you haven't listened to the FPL Wire, go ahead. They did a section on this. But basically, possible future double game weeks for Man City include 29, possibly Liverpool and Bournemouth slash West Ham. 34, again, might be Fulham or Bournemouth slash West Ham slash Brighton. 37 might be Chelsea and then the combination of the Bournemouth, West Ham, Brighton. So on paper, maybe those are better fixtures, but none of those are guaranteed doubles. And also, they are much later in the season. So Champions League will have kicked in. Your minutes risk that you're worried about, Sam, might be even higher then. And especially if you look at some of these potential doubles, 30, Game Week 34, Game Week 37, Arsenal might be champions by then. So, <laughs> and, and, and rightfully so, right? So why would you waste minutes on Haaland? Yeah. 34 maybe too far. I don't know, 23 maybe. But I think on top of the fixtures itself, I feel like City themselves are just not playing as well as you expect them to. You know, if they're just grinding out one nil wins and, and things like that. When you triple captain someone, you want some, you know, a 5 nil against uh, Villa. <laughs> that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? They just beat Chelsea 4-0, Sam. And I grant you, it was yeah, a fairly, you know, maybe not their first choice team, right? And and to be fair, City didn't even play De Bruyne or Haaland. But don't you think the upside that you have here... Okay, granted, City may not be scoring 6-7 goals, but... Still, I think even as an Arsenal fan, I will, I will concede the City is probably the best team in the country, best attacking team in the country. You have two fixtures that are fairly reasonably spaced apart, right? They're not, you know, two days back-to-back or anything of the sort. You've got like four to five clear days. It's like a normal Champions League slash Prem kind of rotation. It is two key fixtures, United and Spurs, so he has to play his best team. He can mess about all he wants, but he's That's never... Rico Lewis is going to play. Rico, yeah, I mean, that plays the best team that he thinks is the best, you know. Yes, but and, and a lot of Nathan Ake is left back Cancelo sits on the bench and Rico Lewis starts, then so be it. Yeah, we'll we'll get to Cancelo, but I I think what I, what I'm saying, and I agree with you, he's he's gonna play what he thinks is the best team, and Pep's got a lot of strange ideas. In fact, I think he's already been quoted in the uh, presser this week saying that he has some ridiculous plans. He has a few ridiculous ideas for United but I need to watch the previous games to think about what I'm going to do. So he's got some master plan. Pep always overthinks. But <laughs> consistently throughout the season, one thing he has not wavered on is starting Haaland. He has That's started true. Haaland 
way more than I we all thought he would. My concern primarily is their own form. I'm just not so convinced. Yes, they have been winning, but not convincingly. Okay, I mean, even in the Premier League, their last few games, Chelsea 1-0, Everton 1-1. Now against Leeds, yes, they did score three. Against Brentford, they only scored one goal. It's not really sweeping it home. Do you know what I mean? What are you expecting, Sam? What do you want? 6 nil <laughs> each week? I mean... Yes, that's what I want when I triple captain them. No, what I'm saying is that I think the World Cup has kind of taken off a bit of momentum and the team is gelling back. And I think Pep himself has said things like that, right? Uh, you know, they're coming back from the World Cup, they're a short break, and they're not really in, in sync yet. Um, although he was very happy with the way they performed against Chelsea, who wouldn't, right, with a big win. What I'm saying is that I want to wait until City is in full flow, if that makes sense. You know, the players are back, they're in sync, their football is flowing again, they're winning every game with scoring three goals plus, and that's when I want to use my Twitter captain on Haaland. So what if that doesn't happen, Sam? Then I'll use it on someone else, I guess. <laughs> the thing about this year is that we are not staffed for double game weeks, you know? So many teams will have double game weeks. We will have many options. In previous years, maybe, yes, you know, I would jump on the chance because we don't really get that many double game weeks, but not this year, I think. So we will have other options. I don't mind um, waiting. Okay, well, I am far more interested in using it this week. And it's simply because I, I think, I agree with you, they haven't been blowing teams away since the restart. But even when they don't blow teams away, so even, you know, when they narrowly beat Leeds, not really narrow, I mean, they dominated the game, they just didn't put away enough goals. Haaland still comes away with 13 points. And I don't rate Spurs' defense. I think United' defense has been okay. They have definitely improved, and I was happy to have Shaw from the restart. But they still give up a lot of chances. De Gea is still a bit of a liability. You saw the goal they conceded against Everton, right, where he somehow lets Conor Cody walk behind him and score, score tap in. Spurs... I think the Palace result has made everyone forget how rubbish Spurs have been since the restart, right? Conceded 2v Brentford. Conceded 2 at home against Villa. Uh, Loris, like, spilling the goal for Buendia's goal. I think City could smash Spurs. I think Spurs is the kind of team where if they concede a few, they will just you know, fall under and start conceding more and more. Not impressed with their defence. I feel Spurs I- is the kind of team that will be against everyone else, but when they play a top team, suddenly... You know, they're going to play extremely well. I'm not sure where people get this impression about Spurs, right? Because their results this year against the better teams have been... I mean, okay, so somehow they scraped a 2-2 draw with Chelsea, but they still conceded two, and that's all we care about, right? They're going to concede goals. True. true. They lost 3-1 at Arsenal. Again, going into that Arsenal fixture, there was a lot of talk. This was around Game Week 9 that, oh, this is where Spurs will show up. Arsenal will crumble. Because there's a lot of question marks about Arsenal whether this was actually a serious title challenge. Spurs lost 3-1. They lost 2-0 at United, at Old Trafford. Lost 2-1 at home to Liverpool. So they haven't played City yet. I think, you know, they've lost all their big games this season. I think this Spurs team is pretty average. And that's even with all the uh, best players around, right? Romero and Dyer And yeah, see, they're relying on Eric Dyer and Clement Longley to try and hold out Haaland. I think Haaland will do fine this week. I think it's a perfectly fine opportunity. And I, I think the the cost that you are giving up by not doing it this week is you you may get a better week down the line, but you may also not get a better week in the sense that maybe Haaland gets injured. 
He's got that injury record. Maybe there's another week where not all their best players are available. All of City's best players are available at the moment. So everybody's there to supply Haaland. Maybe down the line you've got more rotation because of Champions League. I think it is a perfectly fine opportunity to use it this week. And I'm more inclined to do it this week. And I don't really care that other people are going to captain Haaland because everyone's always going to captain Haaland. He is the best player in the game. He's got 21 goals and he's beaten some Golden Boot scores and we're not even halfway through the season. I'm not going to captain Haaland. <sighs> <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying, Siva. I, I get, it is a perfectly logical move to captain or triple captain Haaland this week. Uh, but it's also, I would say, equally viable to not use your triple captain this week and save it for another day, double game week that's coming. You know, um, I think there are merits for both uh, both moves. It's just up to your own personal um, play style, I guess. Okay. Before we move on to the question of who you are captaining, because I think that's you know pretty interesting. I don't want to leave it just lying there. Would you consider captaining uh, would you no would you consider triple captaining someone who is in Haaland this week say Marcus Rashford who is in the form of his life and arguably on paper Marcus Rashford has the better double right because okay he plays City but then he plays Palace and Palace have been god awful since the restart yeah I just I don't know I, I don't want to use my triple captain this week is that the right move is that the wrong move I don't know right <laughs> we won't know until the game ends but I just feel it's better used um, a bit down the line. Is it a case that you feel it's too soon? Like you're not ready to give it up? Possibly. Um, also a case that none of the fixtures just you know, jump out to me that well that I feel is worth using the triple captain now. Alright, so let's, before we move on to the rest of the questions we had in the picture, who are you captaining this week, Sam? Because I assume that will lead us to the next point of conversation. Ah, are you assuming that my answer is Harry Kane? I I would hope not because he's playing against the champions and against City. So I can't imagine why you're Captain Kane, but go ahead. Well, Kane always scores against Arsenal. Uh, let's start with that, especially at home. Okay, I mean, de- de- <laughs> debatable relevance as to whether Kane scoring against Almunia and Ospina five years ago makes any difference, but go ahead. I mean, he's caught against them um, in October, in the game they lost 3-1. Yes. He's caught against them last two goals at home against Arsenal last year. Yeah, with Rob holding in defence. Go on. <laughs> I, Kane is on form, okay? Um, put aside like how well you think Spurs is doing, how well you think Kane himself is playing. It doesn't matter, he is scoring... Almost every week. He's never blanked more than twice. uh, Two game weeks in a row, right? Extremely consistent despite Spurs being inconsistent. What more could you ask for? Yes, it is two tough fixtures. The top two of the table. But neither Arsenal or... Well, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Spurs. Yeah, sorry. Um, Spurs, yes. Neither that Arsenal forgettable that you forgot Spurs halfway through your no. point, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, saying all the names of the team suddenly got my, my brain jumbled up. Sorry, neither Arsenal nor City have been keeping that many clean sheets the past few weeks, right? I, I know they just kept one in the week, in the most recent game week, in game week 19, but 
But since then, not that often um, since the restart, I think Kane definitely can get a goal or two in every game. Do I think Spurs will win both games? No, I don't think so. But Kane to score, yeah, I'll be okay with that. So, high chance I will get rid of Darwin in my team, who has been totally useless. And replacing with Harry Kane and putting the captaincy on Kane. Okay, so that's... I mean, I'm going to disregard the fact you're captaining Kane because I'm, I'm not even going to engage with that. But let's, let's talk about Kane versus Darwin because I think that's a fairly... Like, that's a debate I think a lot of people are having. I actually do agree with you quite a bit, Sam. I think people conflate Spurs being a very bad team, a very horrible team to watch. Like, if you switch on the TV and try and watch a first half with Spurs, you will regret your life choices, okay? I agree with all of that. But I think people have a difficulty, and I also am guilty of this sometimes, of separating how bad Spurs are from how good Kane has been, right? Kane, across the season, has 127 points. To put that into perspective, he's second to Haaland in the entire game. And Haaland's only, I think it's, what, 13 points ahead of him. So that's, to me, to me that's amazing. That's how good Kane has been, despite the fact that when you think about Spurs, you, you feel like they've just been a really bad team. So I think Kane is a good pick in general. I don't think the price argument that I, I think we used to always say he's a premium, you're not going to captain him. Well, you are, but you know, normal people aren't going to captain him this week. But I think it's fine because we have so many good cheap picks. Ben White is 4.7, Trippier is cheap, uh, Luke Shaw is cheap. So I don't think the, the yeah. pricing argument you know, is a big it's, deal. I th- it's because of the death of all um, premium defenders. Right? None of them are viable now. The most expensive defender everyone has is probably Kieran Trippier. So we suddenly have a lot of money that we can afford, you know, to have a premium and not captain him and just kind of keep him there to generate the points over the season. Yeah, totally agree. So I think uh, that's something you sort of have to move your thinking. I don't think that Arsenal defense has been particularly bad going into the break, but you can argue maybe that's quality of opposition because they played Forest. Chelsea and Wolves in their last three and I would argue all three Chelsea included were either in horrible form or just not playing very well that was before Wolves had appointed uh, Lopetegui after the break Arsenal conceded against West Ham conceded two against Brighton and I will agree with you Arsenal looked really shaky against Brighton so North London derby you'd expect there's some chances to score and just Kane in general whenever I've doubted him he just keeps like even that Brentford game I was watching and thinking my god this team are so bad but somehow he finds a way to score a goal. And he just keeps doing that. And I think if you look beyond this week, I quite like Kane. Assuming, and by the way, he's on four yellows, okay? So all of you who, like, I think, Sam, you own Mitrovic as well. So you all know the risks that you are signing up for. He has four yellows. But I don't think what happened to Mitrovic should influence you here. These are two separate situations. He's got Fulham in 21. 23, he has Leicester. Leicester have been so bad since the restart and they were the you should just go and watch the highlights of the the Carabao Cup uh, loss to Newcastle some of the defending is just is hilarious they they allowed Dan Byrne to score from open play like not a header right he scored from open play he ran and scored a goal like that's how bad they are they've yeah. got West Ham Wolves Forest Southampton and Everton all the way up to 29 I think Spurs have a great fixture run and Kane in general is undroppable on pens talisman Darwin, Sam, we don't know if Liverpool have a d- double game week in 21. There is a possibility they might have, but it looks sort of 50-50. Even if we assume he has a double in 21, 
what do you feel about Darwin? Darwin will come good eventually. That's what I feel. But it's just taking too long <laughs> for you to keep him on FPL, right? Um, in I think eventually he will be a good player. Eventually, you know, he will fit in. I don't know what's wrong with him because he's getting into great positions, which is why his XG is great. Um, his XG per 90 is great. The underlying stats are all great. He just can't seem to finish. But this wasn't really the case in his previous club. So, what is it? The pressure, the what of playing in a new team, in a new league, with all the scrutiny. I don't know what's happening, but it's just, he's not a good asset to pick right now. Yeah. And ultimately, I think you, if we get a double in 21, it's slightly different conversation. But ultimately, I think Kane has the hot hand now. He's got the double this week. And I would argue he has better fixtures in the coming weeks. So I don't see much that you are losing by giving up Darwin. You may miss the occasional haul down the line, but I think he has shown enough to suggest that he will not be consistent, so consistent that you must hold on to him. He is going to have weeks where he doesn't score. He's had so many weeks where he doesn't score. And I don't think Liverpool's fixtures are so much better than Spurs. In fact, I have to say they're worse. So I'm not sure why people are insisting that you hold him. Yes, he scored in the cup, but Kane scores every week. Yeah. I think if the conversation is between Darwin and Kane, that's a no-brainer. You know, Kane is definitely the better asset. But if you're saying, you know, Darwin to... If you already have Kane, Haaland and Darwin, for example, then yeah, I guess you can hold. There's no reason to move him for someone like Mitro, even. Um, not this week, at least, I think. Okay, but let's uh, stick to doublers, right? Now, if you have Darwin, do you sell... Darwin for, say, Anthony Marshall. And Anthony Marshall is a confusing one. Now, he didn't play in the Cup. I read uh, today, I think Pras FPL posted on Twitter, he was rested. So he's, fingers crossed, he's not supposed to be injured. But United are, for reasons that I can't understand, but I don't know, they're signing Walt Weghorst. And that looks yeah, like I it's... I cannot wait to get Walt Weghorst in my FPL team. <laughs> if for anything else, just for the nostalgia from last season. <laughs> Yeah, I have so many pleasant memories of people uh, taking hits to get Wild goes for a double game week where he blanked him both weeks. Let's let's talk about Anthony Marshall because I've owned him since the restart, Sam. So I, I don't want to color this with my bias, but you're a United fan, so maybe you're more biased than me. But you, you've never owned him, right, this season? So yeah. why not talk, talk to me about Anthony Marshall? He's a bad player. So personal. <laughs> no, I, I had to tone down my words, actually. I was going to use more colourful words. Now, Marshall is Marshall. Any United fan, I think, would team twice of getting Marshall because the chances of him getting injured suddenly before the game is really, really high. Um, And I think you can see Ten Hag kind of is aware of that. So even when he does play Marshall, you know, 60, 70 minutes and that's it. And he's looking for someone else. So clearly he knows he can't really rely on Marshall. Will Marshall be the first choice and Wood because be second choice? Will Wood, Big Wood, you know, come in and be the first choice? I really don't know. As a There's United no fan. way he's coming in as first choice. Oh, no, actually. Um, I think, in my opinion, there's quite a big chance that he will because Marshall just can't be relied on and we don't have anyone else. Okay. Uh, I mean... I think no, Marshall... seriously, ser- in all seriousness, I think there is a chance he's coming in. 
and might take the first um, spot from Marshall. But don't you think that's sort of jumping ahead, right? I mean, we are talking about this week. Whatever happens, Wegos is not going to play in the double game week this week, right? So I that's feel right. like... That's right. You, so you take this double game week. Like I'm not saying... Because I get that it's... Again, conventional FPL strategy says you should look at long-term picks, don't look short-term. But assuming your team isn't filled with players who need to be sold, maybe I am biased because my team, I think all 11 of them are fairly nail starters. I don't have Cancelo or Foden, for example. So I feel quite comfortable having a Marshall this week. I already have him, but even if I didn't have him, I'd be okay to bring him in this week. If I need to sell him down the line, I, I can do that. If I don't need to sell him, he's got great fixtures, right? He's got Arsenal in 21, which is bad, but Palace, Leeds, Leicester, Brentford, Southampton in five of the next six after that. When he does start getting dropped, you can then sell him. I think you've got enough options to move. We, you spoke about Mitrovic. You've got Eddie and Ketia. When Arsenal get their double, he's going to be an amazing option, 6.5. I feel like if you're just looking at this week in isolation, I think I, I like Marshall as a pick. And underlying stats have been fine. It's He's not tucking away the chances that he's got. And he's not playing 90 minutes. But if you give me, what, 70 minutes against Palace and 60 minutes against City, I think I'll be okay with that. I think Marshall is a transfer out waiting to happen. So, like you said, I guess if you have, if you are perfectly happy with 10 players in your team and your last slot that you want to, the only slot that you want to make a change is your striker, then yeah, Marshall's an okay pick, I think. But I really feel he is a transfer out waiting to happen. Um, and I don't know if it's a, a fallacy way, you know, of thinking to think that, you know, if I transfer him, I'm going to take him out in a few weeks' time. It's not worth it. But that's just how I feel. I feel, you know, if you ask me what's my preferred three United assets to have, I will go Rashford, Dalo, and Shaw. Marshall probably comes in fourth. But would you want Dalo and Shaw for this double, where they are playing City? Not for this double, that's for sure. But, yeah, so that's what I mean. Then, if you get Marshall in, you got to take him out eventually. I, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I think it's just my bias, Siva. I really don't rate Marshall that much anymore. I think this is United fan bias. Like, when I first had Triple United on Gaming 17, you seem very un- unconvinced then, Sam. And since Gaming 17, the... I mean, Shaw and Rashford are two of the highest scorers. And Marshall hasn't scored to that level, but he's... I think he's ranked 7th for XG yeah, amongst all forwards. In those three games, which is a small mm. sample size, but his XG is higher than Kane for that period with less minutes, I might add. It's around the same as Tony and Enketia. Obviously, Darwin is miles ahead in XG, but can't score a goal to save his life. I still think he's a perfectly fine option this week. And I, I, I do think people are sort of looking too far ahead. Like, I don't really think you should be worrying about what's going to happen in three weeks' time, especially if you have a serviceable bench. I think you take a chance and over a double game week. I know it's counterintuitive, right? Uh, you need to get guys who will play in both games. But actually, a double game week is the best time to take a risk on a minute player because a player who's a minute risk because your ceiling is fairly high. Right? I'm sorry, your, your floor is high because you'd expect them it to start at least one or two yeah. Yeah. or and play at least like 120 minutes. So I think you can take a higher risk in a double game week versus a single game week. It makes sense. That makes sense, Siva. Very outside-of-the-box thinking. But yeah. Checks out. I don't know. Um, just my personal bias, I think. I don't like Marshall. So I would never get I would never recommend anyone to get Marshall in. 
Okay, so let's talk your dream front line. Assuming, let's say somebody already has Haaland and Kane for, for that manager out there who's really proactive. Who's their third forward? Or they, do they just, there is no priority third forward for you this week? Yeah. I mean, if you're building a wildcard team where you can make transfers everywhere, then yes, Kane, Haaland, Marshall. You know, if you are being a, a free hit team where you don't need to worry about future transfers to get him out and things like that. Okay. Kane, Haaland, ba- Marshall then. Yeah. Basically, Marshall's way down your list of priorities. Is that what you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Of all the double game week assets that um, is quote-unquote essential this week, to me, Marshall is way below a lot of other players. All right, let's... Mares over Marshall. Interesting you mentioned Mares, Sam, because... Okay, I'll I'll level with you, Sam. So my my plan transfers. We don't like to talk about our own teams, but I I would say ninety nine percent my plan transfers this week will be to get Mars and Kane in, and I have funds to do that. I have the ways to do it. A lot of people seem to think that Mars is a joke pick. Like, okay, we've been playing FPL for ten plus years. We we know this score. We know that Mars is a trap. We know Mars is going to hurt us at some point. We've all been there where you buy Mars in for a great fixture. He doesn't play or he plays and gets subbed off. You sell him and then two weeks later, he scores a hat-trick. You buy him again, then he gets dropped again. You, you know the cycle, right? Is that happening again? Are we just falling for the same trap all over again? It seems like Mares and Grealish has suddenly become first-choice wingers. I don't know what happened over the World Cup, but Pep suddenly really likes them. I think good chance he starts both. But then again, it is Pep. There are many times uh, we fall into the trap. Recent reward, my friend. He didn't he even start point. against Chelsea, Sam. See, people, I, I I fully agree with you. Like, risk and reward, and I love Mahrez, but he didn't even start against Chelsea. We are, we think he did because he scored. Yeah, but then again, we always know that Mahrez, um has one of the best goals per 90, actually, right? Even when he comes on, there's a good chance he gets an assist or scores. Um, as soon as he comes on like you know with 30 minutes or something like that so really good player and like you said earlier I kind of like your logic in a double game week there is a good chance he starts one maybe plays 30 the other good chance for a goal in you know both games so I like Maris now it's very dangerous Sam. I don't know what I've done to you <laughs> I shouldn't have given you that theory I planted the seed now I mean that's my logic for going in on Maris. I feel like you have you you go in with eyes open. But again, I think it's really team dependent. I think if your team is filled with fires, I see people with Foden, Cancelo, uh, Reese James. Some people still own Reese James, bless them. And then they want to go for Marius. And I think, okay, you guys need to sort of sort your team out and fix your problems. I think if you have safe players, like you spoke about at the top of the pod, if you've got 10 guys who are nailed to start every week, then you start taking risks. I think that's how you look at it. Yeah, yeah. Take out your pride priority transfers take care of your priority transfers first and you know, and guys like Mares yeah okay if one of your priority transfer out is a midfielder then sure get Mares but if not why why don't you fix your fires first you know before you take a big risk on someone like Mares okay since we're talking about Mares let's talk about the slightly more reliable person now I've, I've owned KDB since the restart I'm not particularly impressed but Maybe you have a slightly more unbiased view because we had a question here from Vardy Boys about thoughts on KDB as an alternative captaincy shout. Surely he is due. Now, That's I've been thinking... There's no such thing as being due, my friends. 
<laughs> what do you think about De Bruyne? Do, do you okay? Let's let's park captaincy for a sec, but just in terms of owning him this week, like would you spend a transfer to get Kevin De Bruyne in this week? Only if you are really desperate for a city midfielder, and um, you don't trust Mares or Grealish or the other midfielders to start. Because you know, attacking wise, of course, Haaland is nil. But other than that, who else is there? Mares. We're not sure. Grealish, we're not sure. Foden, we're not sure. At least KDB, you know, he'll probably play both games. So if you know you are you want safe, you want secured starts, then get KDB in. You don't I, sound convinced. <laughs> I'm I'm not because City as a whole has not been convincing. That's the thing. Um, the in the past three games at least. So which reflects you know um in the in 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 the FPL points. Especially for someone like KDB who is more um, creator than goal scorer. If the team are not clicking as well and they're not putting away the chances, then he gets nothing. Okay, so basically you don't really... I mean, do you have De Bruyne? I, haven't looked at I do, I do actually. Of course, you know, if you have him, you keep him for the double, right? No one's going to sell him this week. But you wouldn't Why be bringing him in? really depends on yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. If you are the type of person who wants safety, you know, you want someone who will definitely start both games, then get KDB. I personally, if I did not have any city meet, I'll probably go for Mares, I think. Um, actually, even before I spoke to you, I, I, I saw that he's Pep's preferred um, winger right now. So I would probably take a punt on Mares if I were looking for a city midfielder. Okay, so both of us going for Mars. This should work out well. I'm not. Um, I mean, I would, but I'm not making a midfield transfer this week. Okay, we'll, we'll explore that later. But I, I'm I'm broadly with you. I think it's hard for us to give an unbiased opinion on KDB because we both own him, but we're both really unimpressed, as any owners would have been. He's probably unlucky not to have at least got an assist. But to come to captaincy, no. I mean, there's no chance of me ever captaining a City player over Haaland. Like, Haaland... You watch enough games, you know he is the best pick from this team. He is the guy in the penalty box. He's the guy scoring all the goals. So, for me, it's just overthinking to try and captain anyone but Haaland, if you're going for a City option, at least. Right? Correct. Okay. City defense. Since we're not thrilled about De Bruyne, even though we own him, and Mares, you know the risks. John Stones is a really popular pick this week. What do you think about that? Or do you go super, super boring and bring in Edison? Nah, I wouldn't. Because City have not been keeping clean sheets as well. Edison's way too expensive. John Stones seems like he's the preferred centre-back, but Pep honestly has so many choices, right? I really don't know. I wouldn't go near the centre-backs right now. In fact, I don't think I would go near any City defender. I'm probably selling Cancelo this week. For a United defender, presumably. Yeah, even though I know there's, there's a chance they won't keep a clean sheet, you know, um, against City and then Palace, maybe a clean sheet, they have been doing well. But even then, I just feel long term, that is the better move. And what better week to do it than when they have a double game week? I think also defense is not, I mean, we talk about luxury transfers, but defense is kind of the place where you sort of want to just make you know, get one guy in and leave him there rather than making a lot of transfers. You want to spend your transfers with the attackers, the sort of high-impact guys, rather than the defenders, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm only doing this because I have two free transfers, you know. If I only had one, I probably would leave Cancelo. Interesting. So, because a lot of people, I think, are in that situation. I mean, I don't know Cancelo, but for those who do and only have one free, you think you'd hold? Because I really would be worried about him starting both games. I, I would be worried about him being subbed on in both games. Because he seems to have completely fallen out of favour. He didn't even start against Chelsea in the FA Cup, right? Walker started. Lewis was always on the bench. Came on, right. doesn't... Just, just, something just looks off with Cancelo right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. It all depends on your team, right? So to me, my priority transfer this week is to get Kane in. So therefore, Darwin out. Um, and then my second priority is Cancelo. So if I had only one tri- free transfer, I will probably still do... Um, Darwin to Kane. I think there's just a bigger upside than, than swapping defenders. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And in terms of getting a replacement for Cancelo, do you pick Dalo over Shaw or Shaw over Dalo? I'm going Dalo over Shaw, but purely because I like to be different. <laughs> I, at least at least you're honest about it, Sam. I like that you said that. Because it makes no sense, but I see a lot of people wanting to go Dalo over Shaw. To be fair, Dalo, I had Dalo before the break and he was amazing, so I can kind of see the yeah. point. It does make sense. People forget, I think, how great Dalo was as a pick, um, not only in terms of points, but even in terms of uh, underlying stats. I think he was doing really well and he's definitely, definitely Ten Hag's preferred right back. First choice. And Juan Bisaka is a very far second. The only reason he's been getting starts is because, um, you know, Dalo was kind of injured at the end of World Cup and he needed some time to come back. Yes, Juan Visaka seemed to have improved a bit, but I think without a doubt, Dalo will play and he's so much cheaper than Shaw. Alright. I I think... Fair I enough. Think, I, think, I it's... think Sorry, you're skewed because um, Shaw scored a goal, right? Which was like his first career goal in I don't know how many years. No, I'm not skewed. He's scored three goals uh, his entire career. But in okay. normal... In a normal game week, you know, they both... Dalo has higher XGI than Shaw. Yeah, that's the correct... The nerdy term to use. That's amazing. Shaw has only scored three goals in his entire Prem career. And he yeah. scored in the Euros in the final. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Dalo is actually objectively the better pick over Shaw. Although, ideally, you want to have both, I think. I agree with you. Actually, ideally, I want both. Like, once I'm done with this week, and I, I spoke a lot about Marshall, but my long-term plan is to get rid of him so I can get Shaw and Dalo. I think that will be the play going forward. Let's... Um, are there any other double game makers who you'd be considering? Anybody from Palace, right? We haven't spoken about all those players from Palace. I don't think anybody seems to care about Palace this week. But we're talking about minutes. You'd expect your Palace players to actually start both games, right? Yeah, Palace look bad right now. So, I don't think anyone would be considering Palace players. However, if you are, I would skip Zaha and go straight to either Olis, Michael Olis, or Izzy. Both of them have been kind of impressive, I think. Yeah, I don't mind that. Michael Olis had two assists against Bournemouth. Zaha, uh, Ebreze scored against Bournemouth. I think in the good fixtures, they should be decent. And they're fairly... I mean, it depends how your team is set up, right? But they're both fairly cheap, right? 5.6, 5.4. I suppose you could bench them. You don't have to start them each week. Yeah. But this is purely, like, 
if you for the sake of getting a palace midfielder, you know, I mean, I wouldn't recommend them over any other double game makers, you know. But if you're dead set that you want a palace and you want to take a big punt, Olis or Izzy, I think those are the only players you can consider from Palace. Uh, before we sort of uh, wrap up on double game makers, we didn't speak about Spurs defense, and I I see Doherty and Perisic are really popular again this week. I have owned Perisic enough this season to tell you that I will never go there again. <laughs> I, I I think one clean sheet against Palace has not changed my mind about Spurs. Uh, before that, they had scored, they had conceded the first goal in ten games in a row. Like, I, I don't trust that Spurs defence with an inch of my life. And ultimately, I think defence long-term, you want clean sheets at least, or the hope of getting it. Add to that the rotation risk. Are you interested in either Doherty or Perisic? No, I'm not. Not at all. Um, same like you. They concede almost every single game now. They concede in the first half and they come back in the second half, right? That's their thing. That's the new Spurs right now. Second half FC. <laughs> Yeah, and they've just got way too many options. Like, you can get Perisic, almost guarantee you you're going to be counting down the minutes until Sessignon replaces him at some point. If you're unlucky, it's going to happen before the 60th minute. Same thing with Doherty. They've got, I mean, Jet Spence, they've got Emerson Royal. Okay, Jet Spence is never going to play. But Royal is still getting the occasional minutes. I just think, roast into glasses. I think the 4-0 against Palace, as good a result, I think people are sort of getting carried away. We didn't speak about Sun, Sam. We didn't speak about Sun Heung-min. At all, which seems ridiculous given last season, you know, Golden Boot winner and all that. Yeah. I mean, just as a whole, Sun has been kind of disappointing, right? Like we said earlier, the only good player from Spurs right now to have in the FL team is Kane. I think for a lot of people, I don't know how people's teams are set up, but for me especially, like I can get Sun for free or Kane for a hit. And I'm far more inclined to do Kane for a hit. Do you think Sun is that bad that you would agree with taking a hit to get Kane instead of getting Sun for free? Yeah, I think in a double game week, um, you know, the hits, the hit will balance it out. So over two games, definitely I expect Kane to score more than Sun, even with a hit involved. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Okay, before we wrap up, Sam, we had questions about, uh, you know, teams who don't have a double this week. So one question we had, uh, was on Brighton assets and whether you know, you consider somebody like Karim Matoma, who I think I've been telling you about for the last six months, right? Yeah. And he keeps Credit scoring goals. Credit and I, I, yeah, but I, I've not, I've just not got him into my team. So even though I keep <laughs> watching him, and it's amazing, right? Uh, we posted something on Twitter like a few weeks ago, which blew up, which about how he he took a dissertation in university about dribbling, right? He plays Liverpool next, and you know Liverpool defense, right? It's a joke. Would you? bother using any transfers on single game makers this week. Brighton have good fixture. Brentford have Bournemouth, for instance, and a great run going ahead. Wissa looked really good that day against Liverpool. Would you consider any single game makers this week? Or is that something you just sort of have to park and deal with in you know future weeks? Yeah, I think the upside for no matter how good the single game maker are, you know, it's just numbers, right? <laughs> if the guy is playing two games, there's a higher chance that he's um, going to outscore someone who plays one game. That's it though, it all depends on your team, right? No one's going to have 11 double game weakers in your team. So you do need some single game week players. If you already have all the preferred double game weakers, right? You have um, Haaland, you have Kane, you have Rashford, you already have Dalo and Shaw, and you're just playing around with the rest, then yeah, why don't take a pun on uh, someone like Karumi Toma? 
I think there are better weeks to do it. As much as I, I don't rate Liverpool, I think uh, single, like you say, you know, two is more than one. So quick man. Would you would you go like so? Let's say you have everyone and you're looking for someone in the price range. Would you go Michael Olis slash Easy over Mitoma? No, I think okay. So that's a fair question, and I think in that situation, I would go Mitoma because I don't like the double for Palace. Like I think they are two bad fixtures. Uh, Chelsea and United. So for me, even if it's a double, it's a really bad double for them. And I think, again, we spoke about impact transfers. Like, I want to use them on attackers. Yes, Mitoma's a midfielder, but he's a really low price. I don't want to be swapping around my 5.5 midfielder from week to week. Like, I would want to get one guy in. if he's, Especially if he's an enabler, say you're getting Mitoma to fund Kane. That's fine. Kane is your guy who you hold long-term. And Mitoma's in, you park him in, you don't have to touch him again. Whereas Michael Olis, I know within three weeks' time, in fact, probably within a week, I'm going to want to sell him again. <laughs> yeah, fair point, fair point. I agree completely. Okay, we had a question about max number of hits from FPL Charlie that you would recommend this week. I've listened to pods this week where they've spoken about no hits. I'm rolling a transfer. And then I've listened to other pods where they're talking about minus 12s. I think it's really team-dependent. But is there a sort of cutoff for you, Sam, where you feel, okay, even this for me is too much? Well, logically, every hit is independent of each other, right? So there should be no limit to your hits. Um, That's the logical part. But I think psychologically, when you see a minus 16, that just feels like too far. Personally, I wouldn't go more than a minus 8 this week. Yeah, I just think the upside is not as big. So try and sort of pick your battles. You cannot... Uh, double gaming is all about FOMO. FPL is all about FOMO, right? You cannot own everybody. You cannot have all the good guys. You are going to have different teams to other people. But it's quite possible that the teams, you know, the players in your team are already pretty decent. So, yeah, pick your battles. And I think especially if you've got guys who are guaranteed minutes, you know, if you've got a Salah or a Darwin and like you have other fires to put out I think you can hold on to the guys who are guaranteed to start and deal with your actual problems yeah yeah I mean a lot of us have people like Trippier you're not going to transfer him out Martinelli Saka you know White Mitrovic you're not despite them you know not having a double and I don't think any of them are I mean except for Arsenal the other guys they're not having a double anytime soon am I right but despite that, you know, they're perfectly good assets. So just just hold them. It's fine. You don't need to have 11 double game week players. Agreed. I totally agree with that. And I think that is us for this week, Sam. Unless there's anything else you wanted to add? No, that's it. That's it. Um, sorry, we don't have a video this week, guys. It's just audio going back to our roots. Uh, mostly because we've just been a bit busy. <laughs> so we couldn't get a video out. But enjoy our audio. Um, enjoy our... Uh, we'll be back with the video next week. For Game Week 21, where there'll be some pretty, pretty big matches. And, fingers crossed, hopefully a double Game Week. But if not, we'll talk about boring single Game Week options. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, Get those green arrows. See you next week. Oh, this is the thing.